0: Oh my god. How cool. I love that. So exciting. Wow. Hi, I'm Pip and this is Jumbled Loves a Chat. Amazing. Love that it. Is stunning. That is like so flipping true. Just come and get your coffee. <laughs> Cheers to that. Today's guest could be described as the Earring Queen. She's bright, joyous, and inspiring. Her business was established nine years ago as a very small, fun hobby. It has since expanded to a successful business with a huge following, but it's still primarily a one-gal show and a very busy one-gal at that. A very big welcome to Emily Dornbush, the owner, creator, and maker at Welcome.
1: So, Thank you. So excited to be on.
0: It's so nice to like, I feel like I know you.
1: Well, yeah, I feel like I know you.
0: <laughs> and We've never We're met properly before.
1: Like, I want to go to Orange um, and I just want to go hang out at the shop for a while and like, just be in some photos.
0: <laughs> Any time, we'd we'd love to have you here. Orange, you know? <laughs> I know. After you're out of lockdown, you'll have to be able. You'll have yeah. to come up here. But I
1: know. when you guys do one of your um, uh, what are they called? Huddles. Huddles. I would love to come yeah and, we're t- uh, the girl that does my digital marketing formula i'm like we,
0: we need to go let's work our way we're definitely getting you here for that i yeah. know we had to postpone the next one but you definitely we want yeah. you to be a mentor for it but yeah and meldo one of our um we stock it in the clothing side of our business and it's just going gangbusters yeah i
1: know you, you do some of my biggest wholesale orders, which yeah always appreciate it. And so good to get the word out into other areas. As we say, like Orange is not my region, New South Wales, you know, inland. So, um, yeah, it's awesome. Love your orders coming through. <laughs> and all your, <laughs> your photos, you give, you give me content. So oh, that's it's also good. really, really well welcomed. <laughs>
0: The love is the love is mutual for one another. So, for those of um, the listeners that don't know, can you tell everyone what Ameldo is and what you do?
1: Yep. So, Ameldo is a jewelry brand um, that I started nine years ago when I was like twenty-one. Um, yeah. Just kind of, I was doing all the rope necklaces for ages, and that just kind of was like a little hobby thing that a few friends started wanting to wear. I made, like, a um, Tumblr account as a version of an online store and said, send me a screenshot or, like, I don't know, like, send me the style name in a text and I'll send you my bank details and you can order it. Like, that's my backward system that I used to do. Clunky. And then got on um, Shopify or whatever a few years later and I was just doing the rope necklaces for ages. Like, that's all it was and it was really popular as that, um, there were so many good like little incidents that had happened to keep the popularity going and I guess that's what's helped it grow. But, um, yeah, I guess I wasn't the earring queen back then, but then now... You're the
0: rope necklace queen. (laughs)
1: rope necklace thing. And um, it's just all kind of adapted. Like, you know, I've still got the rope necklaces and they still go really well, but instead now I do them as like a small, like I'll do 10 of one style, and not just it was just twenty four seven like knotting and like fiddly bits and yeah. But now the earrings thing is definitely more me. Yes, but the necklace has kind of set like the taste of the brand, I guess. Um,
0: yeah. Isn't that yeah, interesting.
1: It's been really good, and now it's I guess it's my full time job now. It wasn't for ages, but um, it has been for three years, and mm. yeah, like love it just a little accident though like didn't know that it would end up being my job
0: (laughs) isn't that so great i'm like totally where's the name emeldo come from because i'm just like really fascinated
1: em emily el elizabeth my middle name d-o dawn bush so like three first two letters of
0: each name oh i love that
1: yeah so i changed my name when i got married because i'm like well then i'm Amelmo, like no that's like melmo
0: it still has a nice ring to it though as well but it's yeah. lovely oh
1: yeah. so my sister just came up with it like again years ago when i did all the rope necklaces and it just we just stuck with it like i didn't know that it would still be around if i was to name start this business now and name it something i don't think like i don't know what i'd call it because this is just a like it's nothing else now it has to be a like, yeah
0: Oh, I love that. Okay, so we've got to go back to the beginning. We're going to backtrack and then we're going to come back to where you're at now. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. you currently live on the beautiful Mornington Peninsula. Have you always lived there?
1: Yeah, like I was born Did in grow up there, Leather and, like, grew up here. And then we. I've lived in Melbourne for a bit, Torquay for a bit, which is where my husband's from. And then we came back over here three years ago because um, we bought over here and yeah we've yeah I've been here though like you know essentially forever and mum and dad are always have always been down here as well so yeah it's been a uh, oh,
0: beautiful place to grow up
1: yeah it is really good it's like small enough that it's you know, like peaceful and nice and I know everyone from Melbourne like kind of thinks it's quite a small town thing, but to me it actually does feel like it's quite busy.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. Well, in this lockdown you've been counted as the CBD of Melbourne, so yeah, which yeah, is exactly. very annoying for you guys, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, lots of tourists and stuff, so I guess that's possibly maybe why as well. But Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Okay, so when you're at school, were you always creative or business-minded?
1: Um, creative, yes. Business-minded, no. And I feel like I'm still not business-minded. Like, couldn't, I don't know anything about business things. Just things just accidentally happen and it works out. But, um, yeah, creative, yes. Like, we found these photos the other week of me and my friend when we were in primary school, like, doing these little street markets in Mornington, selling jewellery, like, beaded jewellery.
0: Stop it. That you'd made?
1: Yeah, that we made. And, um, yeah, so always, like, loved doing creative stuff. But Dad is a builder. So he's, like, creative, I guess. But um, Mum, not at all.
0: Mm. And
1: then my grandma, one grandma was, like, crazy good knitter and really creative. And then the other grandma was a seamstress. So we're, I don't know, like, it's in there. But... You know, like when I wanted to learn to sew and get a sewing machine for Christmas and stuff, mum's like, "Oh, well, I don't know who's going to teach you. I'm not.
0: <laughs> now, funny, but I guess too as well with all those like a dad is a builder and things like that, there yeah. is that business side as well that you're seeing. You're well, yeah, out.
1: dad's like running his own business the whole time.
0: And then your little market stalls in the street that would yeah. I used to do the same thing as well with my brother. We'd sell pikelets and <laughs> um, cordial and drawings that we'd covered in glad wrap that so it looked a bit like glass. Oh, you know so maybe yeah. you know shop and creativity and jewelry are just in your yeah. DNA and,
1: and like i hadn't during school in like then high school I did do um like textiles and oh uh, I did um like I don't know like what was that subject even called like a computer subject and stuff oh, yeah. like, so I did always I actually for a of, I kind of like that computer side of things mm. a little more or not more but like I am better at that than somewhere like the accounting or like any of that but after during school like, I just didn't ever see myself doing like a creative job I guess, like, it was more just, like, a hobby, like, something I liked doing. I liked making clothes and stuff in high school and, yeah. um, you know, buying things from the op shop and adapting them and making jewellery and making anything, really. Um, and then, yeah, I got into, well, I actually got into midwifery initially.
0: Oh, um, really? Yeah.
1: And I went for a week until I dropped out and <laughs> before the census day, because I'm like, well, I'm not paying. I'm going to have a hex fee if I don't jump out.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I was in like a So court. why did you feel, why did you decide to do midwifery in the first place?
1: Well, I went to this, I went to an all-girls school, private all-girls school. It just was like, I don't know, it was very like, everyone just wanted to do jobs that were more, I don't know, like, you know, the doctors and... Or even just like nursing or teaching or something. And I don't know, I've never seen myself doing any of that. But I think I just, you all were like pushing for an enter back then. And I didn't, like I did fine. I did well at school, I guess, probably from also going to that school and like having friends that are all really studious and stuff. But I don't know, (laughs) I just was not really part of it. And I didn't get, get like a great enter or anything and... I thought I did I did like this idea of midwifery and I still like the idea of it but I would never do it like I would be hopeless I didn't even want any blood to be seen in my own birth let alone
0: oh you would have been a terrible (laughs) midwife. terrible
1: I I, I think I like the outcome of like a baby that then you're like okay bye now like you're not mine but um yeah and then after that, I got into health science. What the hell? <laughs> and, then, and then I never even went into that because I'm like, why? Why am I me? Like that is not happening. Yeah. And then I eventually, after a few little tests around doing other little bits and pieces, um, I went got into visual merchandising at RMIT. Okay. Which was A TAFE course, and it was like no essays or like bibliographies having to be written and stuff like Mm. that like i'm not good at like following a system of like you need to do this this way i don't know so it was really refreshing going to TAFE and rmit TAFE in melbourne is awesome so it was like all hands-on learning and yeah loved that so
0: and did you go and work in visual merchandising when you finished
1: um, no i ended up so when I did my work experience, I accidentally ended up on a job with Jason Grant. I don't oh, know. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. That Hi, was Jason. work work experience job. And I wasn't meant to be with him, but the other styles had been sick and he was then filling in the job. And so my first assisting I have never assisted anything else at uni. This was like free work. And I rock up to a shoot with him and I was like having a panic attack. And, I don't know, Then, because that was at a studio that was in Port Melbourne at the time Mm -hmm. and they were an agency as well. So then I just got heaps of assisting work. So once I finished uni, I started assisting heaps of stylists on shoot and I don't know, one thing kind of, it's all connected because actually when I was on assisting at a shoot, that's when I met Phoebe from Sage and Claire, who was also assisting on the same shoot. So we were both on like a Maya job or something. And she taught me how to use Shopify. And I've messaged her since being like, do you realise that you really helped me make my online store from that stupid Tumblr site to Shopify? Because we we're both on a Maya shoot. So it all just like moved into that. I mean, I did a few VM jobs here and there, but like yeah. nothing crazy. It's kind of all just been freelance work since. And then for a little while, or well, for three years, actually two or three years, I was at Cotton On Kids Head Office as creative specialist. There, So like planning all their um, kids' photo shoots and campaigns and stuff with a whole team of people, um, but running all of those. So that was really fun. And I did do that for three years before I started doing a full time.
0: Oh, my gosh. It's like you're the accidental business owner, really. But everything, yeah. all that learning would have been towards one thing. But isn't it funny how um, sometimes you can meet one person like yeah. when you met Phoebe or when you met Jason and one yeah. little conversation can lead you, can make such a big difference and they would yeah. never know, exactly.
1: you know? Well, like that Jason Grant thing, like he would have no idea who I, who I am or anything, but like I was just this nervous little person that was like ironing sheets and stuff. Oh, and yeah, I just, <laughs> he never even does the jobs in Melbourne because he's Sydney, isn't he? Yeah. And Byron now. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Byron now.
1: So like, it was just weird that he was even at the shoot and like I just then met the um people that run had run the studio and the agent so like it was just all connected and they just kept booking me for jobs and I'm like I'm still at uni like this was just meant to be work experience but all right um but yeah and then Imeldo was always in the background so I think after uni finished it started but again accidentally and so whilst I was at Cotton on Kids and um, like you know, other big full time jobs, busy with other stuff. Amaldo was just kind of there. A little working.
0: side hustle.
1: Yeah, but then I got like some good stockers, and I got like on the front of the design files, which was just like the biggest
0: amazing. Thing that happened.
1: Yeah. Um, so once that design files thing happened, I feel like it really blew up a little bit because I got so many stockers from that, and that was in 2013. So yeah. like it was when, I guess like it was not before Instagram, but it was, I don't know, people had subscribed to, you know, newsletters and stuff like that. And it was so curated and so special. Well, it would still be an honour to be on that, but it was just, it wasn't Instagram. I don't know, like, you know.
0: Yeah, it was sort of pre that as well, where everyone opened those newsletters probably every yeah every time sure they came through.
1: Like blog, blogs and... I don't know. That was just such a big thing back then. And again, yeah. I messaged them since being like, I still get click-throughs. Like you know, on your Shopify. Oh you yes, where yeah. Customers come from. They still click through from the design files. I'm like, it's just the gift that keeps giving. That that was just awesome. So I do
0: don't... you think that's the point when you realize you could turn your hobby, like your passion project, into a business?
1: Yeah, yeah. Like probably working in a shop again on like weekends and stuff and they stocked it and so there I was like selling the product because I was working in that store I was selling the product to the customer and you'd get the instant feedback which you yeah. don't really have the chance to have your stuff in a shop and you're working there at the same time really unless you're opening your own store so yes. yeah it was good and I could I'd meet people and then they'd have a shop in Melbourne or something and then they'd stock just a few pieces and yeah, it was good, and it was a good learning, like doing it that way. But because I had to learn everything as I was going, I wasn't like going in with some plan as and knowing it was going to work. Because I also just wasn't stressed if it wasn't going to work, because it wasn't a thing. Like it was just, it just was the little hobby there. But
0: yeah, so that's and, and so what does Emeldo look like today? So it's mainly you, but how many stockers have you got? How do you? I think I've got like 60 stockists. Yeah, um, amazing. Yeah, which is good. It's me,
1: I say it's like a one-man show, but it's not really. Like it. Yeah. it is still me behind the emails, on doing the online store stuff, doing the making, in the studio, packing your orders, et cetera. But then I have um, a friend of mine who also is, she does digital marketing and all that stuff. Like I do not know how to do any of that anymore since Instagram and social media became more than it used to be, you know, Mm -hmm. paying for ads and all that stuff. So she does all of that and my EDMs, um, which is so handy. And then, I have a girlfriend, Bonnie. She does work for me like one day a week um, making in the studio. Yeah. And that's just like a really casual setup, though. And sometimes I'll just like send stuff home with her and she'll make it from home. Um, Then I have my accountant who is another friend as well. So he's like just another young guy, which is awesome. Um, And he kind of keeps me in line and made me do smart things like, you know, pay my <laughs> salary so that I can buy a house and like yes, yeah. all over the place. Um and then I don't know, like mum before I had Smith, I mum would come in and help do orders and, yeah. you know, I am always looking for other people to help because when we go away later this year hopefully like I will need someone to come in and do the orders and stuff yeah. like that. So there's lots of like casual stuff and then I have friends that will help at the market and um yeah, so that's kind of where we are. It still feels like a very small business and I'm like any day now. Some days I'm like, I don't even know. Like how am I going to, will this go on forever? Like I don't know. I just yeah. I don't know. And um, But it is different now that I have had <clears throat> a baby, I guess, because I was... Nine to five Monday to Friday, which I really like working like that. Yeah, but then Cohen, my husband, is in the fire brigade, so he's shift work two days, two nights, and four days off, and then like that rolls around, so we have like no consistency anymore. No, Maybe in the mix, and like who knows? But um,
0: oh, I we, don't know like, how you're doing it all, you're doing it well, though.
1: Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's good, and I like love being busy and yeah. Working and it is so good that the studio, like from here, it's in my, I can see it. So it's really good that it's at home most of the time. I was listening to that um, Danny from Make House. Oh,
0: it. yes. She's amazing. Chair,
1: getting out of the house and like going to her space that she's made, where, warehouse thing. I'm like, that is what I do miss is like putting on nice clothes because <laughs> I don't have to get dressed any day, really.
0: Yes. Yeah,
1: putting on clothes, putting on makeup, and like speaking to people.
0: (laughs) So you've mainly got an online presence. So your online store is beautiful and wonderful. What are the challenges and then the advantages of just having an online store?
1: Um, The challenges, I guess, is that like I would love to be able to. I don't know like sell my own product in real life and speak to people and you know if I had a little shop somewhere be so involved with my customers I guess um Mm. which and like you know familiar faces and just actually talking to people um and you know there's always like the shipping and like making sure you're always at home to get your orders out every couple of days and like there's some cons to it. There's is also the fact that no one knows you in real life. Like if if you've got regular customers, you know they're online. You just, that I think that, per, like I I I don't. know. Ameldo is such a, you know there's a one person kind of behind it when you are online. But um, yeah I think that's kind of where it does get challenging. You know like if you get like a funny customer email and you're like oh like. If you were, you would never say this to me in real life, but like you can say it over an email and yeah. that kind of stuff, I guess.
0: I, I hear you on that one. Uh, it's so
1: got.
0: I know. You've got to remember though, I think that that one comment over the 99 good ones is the one that gets you though, isn't it?
1: Yeah, exactly. But, just,
0: but also I feel like your social media really, um, you feel like you do know you though, the person yeah. behind the brand. Yeah, which is what
1: we've tried to, all I've tried to keep is um, someone once said to me that like, you know, like once a brand gets too big or like ahead of themselves, you kind of lose that personality, like that individuality, individuality of the person through the account. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I think I went through a little wave of being like, oh no, like let's keep, this as a brand. And then I'm like, no, I'm not getting the same feedback. Like you need, there's brands out there. Like I, I, for instance just like a big brand like a sports girl or something like that like yeah. you never know who's behind that whereas mm. there could just speak some one person that makes it all but you know like I don't know keeping it at that that's why I post you know photos of around home and like of the baby and stuff like that just to keep it relevant that it is there is just one person behind it I
0: think I think that's really um it's that thing isn't it where social media is this beast that you've got to keep feeding as a small business owner and sometimes it can be tempting to maybe give it to someone else to do but I do you do realize when different brands have handed it on to someone else because you can tell the tone of language and things Like that, yeah, it just exactly. changes it I a little bit. Be,
1: like it? videos you put on, um, stories and stuff. Mm. Like, if I can do them in the studio and then be so real, um, I think that's good. I don't know, and the customers love it. And like, there's other ways of them kind of marketing your product and yourself. Like, yeah. even through back like a year and a half ago, and my hens and wedding and stuff, like sharing, oh
0: my god, stuff. your hens party. It was like a Copacabana <laughs> theme. It yeah. was like insane. And so was your wedding, by the way. yeah. yeah the yeah. photos of both.
1: Oh, yeah. it was so fun. The, and everyone's like, we did Coco Cabana because I married a Cohen and we, I call him Coco. So oh, we're like, so it funny. was so, oh, <laughs> no one understood that part. I'm like, no, it's really relevant. But um, yeah, it was it, sharing all of that still, if I was a brand trying to not do that, like, I don't know. Like I lost, I would lose that engagement as well. Like yeah. People then would come up to me at the market and be like, "Oh, your wedding photos are so fun!" Or
0: oh my god,
1: love to love that. So, um,
0: we all stalked it here. We all stalked your wedding and your um, hen's party, and oh, all of your yeah. friends have the nicest teeth. Like this. <laughs> They're all so pretty. With yeah, like look back at all the photos. All of the girls here were like, "Oh my god, Emily's friends have the nicest teeth." So we're such we're such weirdos here.
1: I love it. No, so but that would be, I guess. Sorry, back. That was like a very long winded answer to that question. That would be like challenges and advantages. Yeah, advantages always just like having the business at home and being that like flexibility is good. Like Smith can go to sleep. Colin can be on night shift, and I can start work at like seven pm. So oh my
0: god, I'd even forgotten what question I'd ask you at the start of that.
1: <laughs> no, I'm trying to not like I'm the worst. I'll derail this whole conversation. All in
0: <laughs> I will as well Bring when I'm talking about <laughs> talking about your friend's teeth. So I feel like you have a really strong and distinct brand. So how how have you done this? Like I feel like it's very consistent. And I've uh, always felt like you're really batting above.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Like we, I, the branding initially, like way back before you would even remember, it was no good. I did it all um, it <laughs> basic as, and yeah, don't know. But um, then I, one day, like when we were in Torquay, like three or four years no, probably four or five years ago, I changed all my branding to red and pink. Cause I'm like, I love this combo. I don't really care if anyone doesn't love it. And it was like a bit before the the trend of red and pink and stuff. And just I rewrote my logo and scanned it in and made it a little graphic. Um, And then just, I don't know, just did it. And it it was really well received as well. Um, And then since then I rebranded like three years ago to what it is now. Yeah but then I just adapt all, there's a few girls that have done um, various like different graphic stuff for me and I'm always just like quite clear on what I want and to always like use the same shade of pink and like stuff like that. I don't know, like I've just always, if I like it, I just feel like it works, like but if I'm questioning it or I'll get tissue, like I currently have like 2,000 sheets of tissue paper in the wrong colour, you would have received some in your order. And it's like a muddy pink.
0: And oh, so I'm like... no well, one else would know that, but I, I hear you 100%. But I, I did I'm not sure. notice. But
1: yeah, so um, I don't know. I think as long as I'm across it and I approve things that people send through and I like it, then I think it's okay. And I do try and still not not have it the same forever. So, like, when we did the Coco Cabana range, there was new branding came out, but it still had to be in line with
0: what the main other, brand. Other
1: brand was. Yeah. So I had a girl make um, a whole heap of Coco Cabana assets and, like, gifts mm. and stuff that could then be put, popped onto the EDM. But I'm like, we don't want Coco Cabana if we're sending out a bridal EDM. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's just being making sure that, like, all... stick with a colour palette and then stick with even like the shapes and stuff in the designs, included in the graphics. And then now like a graphic designer friend is doing more stuff for me and she's really led the way as to what I should do, which has been really helpful when I don't have as much time. Mm. Um, And it's finding a graphic designer or any graphic design isn't really all I need for online, but like, you know, someone to work with that does understand the brand and is in line with it. Because Cohen can do graphic design, but like his, what he loves is not the same as I love. So I never get him, my own husband to do any of my jobs because I'm like, no,
0: No. don't match my style. (laughs) It's good advice for someone though, as well. Like if you can get that, design signature sorted and you just sort of stick within those guidelines but you sort of mix it up a little bit to keep it exciting and surprising. Like whenever something comes from you, I love the unboxing of it because it is, yeah, but it is recognisable as you. And I guess
1: it does with content creation as well. Like that's where it's been a massive, not a massive fail, but like I've sent stuff to people in the past to do content creation and, you know, like...
0: Like an influencer stuff. or something?
1: Oh, yeah, influencer or, like, a paid Like, there's full content creators. Like, send them, like, a box of earrings and then they ha- take photos for me. Oh, and okay. Social media. So yeah. then just, like, giving the job to someone else. And I just never questioned it. I'm like, oh, yeah, they'll get the brand. Like, just go on my Instagram and you can see what, how to do it. Like, do your own versions and then it's not me taking all the bloody photos in yes, this yeah. myself they you know, fresh taste or whatever. And I've gotten stuff back and been like, great, I have to pay for that job now and I'm not going to use any of this because they're oh. not been it's just not right. And I I hate using – if it's going to wreck my feed or whatever, like I'm not – I don't want to use it. So influences and stuff, I don't mind because I'm more ha- – I do like seeing a range of people wearing it. And yes, that, yes. That's not – I don't care about that. I mean, I don't love it if, <laughs> if like
0: – It's if not right. A
1: message, I might not – share it on my like like feed or whatever but um yeah like as long as yeah I just think finding people with like the same kind of style will always work for your brand image
0: yeah so where the girls all want to know as well how do you start a new range where do you find your inspiration from or are you just adding new pieces all the time
1: yeah, I'm more adding pieces all the time, much yeah. to everyone's annoyance. That's why I've been too scared to do trade shows because I'm like, I don't work in ranges. Like, how am I going to do one?
0: Yes. But, um, yeah.
1: The Coco Cabana range was really successful. So that was that was a good indication that maybe I should do a few. I want to have like a consistent range and then like a pop-up of a little like capsule come up every yeah. so often, but not specifically on a timeline. It's just more when it's going to work um Coco Cabana was really good because it's a, such a strong theme as well so I'd planned the shoot around it um and that kind of came from my hen's day because mm. I got so much feedback saying oh, one see anyone wants to make a business on making fruit headpieces oh everything.
0: my god did you make those by the way
1: yeah like and they're not good like we they oh were they really looked cool amazing that night like we mm. were they were just like hot glue gunned onto headbands the night before. We had a little making party, like only a few of us. And then everyone else rocked up and kind of had the same idea. So they, yeah, they looked great. So th- there was so much feedback from that. And I got some really good um, imagery because, yes, there was a photographer at my end saying. Yes. <laughs> so they, um, that content as well, if anyone was wearing a meldo, like it was just such a good shoot idea. And I was like, oh, let's just do it. Cobra Cibana, range then i just did heaps of styles to fit that theme and mm. it just worked really well so i just i think did I, you make
0: all your friends wear a meldo earrings to your hens so were
1: given a pair
0: oh that's smart that's <laughs> so like good good content
1: see people at my hens so it was yeah. a big, it was a big party but um yeah so and and then a friend had a hens recently and i said i'll just gift everyone a pair and there's girl taking photos there as well so <laughs> all content again like yes. give it to me so
0: that's
1: um yeah i coming up with rangers it's more just individual pieces like the daisies for instance i honestly couldn't tell you i could see that there was a bit of that like retro trend coming back in like a cool way um and i can never do something for melda that's like too obscure because i don't feel like it sells for melda as mm. much as i might love it even the mismatched earrings like not everyone knew what, that that was okay yeah. for a while, but now it's okay. But um, yeah, for, for instance, the daisy, like, you know, daisy print wasn't really anywhere for a while and now it's kind of come back and I just, well, let's just do a daisy earring. So mm. I just, and because when I go and make something, I don't need to go and make a thousand pairs and then get rid of them. So I can just start with 20 and if they don't sell, I just put them on sale, like... <laughs>
0: yes yeah, see so yeah I just don't... and and because you're also selling the items yourself you can see what's a great seller and do it yeah. like we were talking about with the daisies before like different color combos and and,
1: and it is cool someone cool yeah like get someone cool to take a photo and share it and then instantly the style sells out sells like it's you just need to show people how to wear it sometimes i think and um
0: yes yeah definitely kind of it. but it is cool that your business model is that you don't have to buy a thousand of something because yeah. you are making it you can keep yeah, exactly. keeping control it's
1: when, it's when I work alongside like a supplier or something and I'll do a design and then I'll have to do bigger orders so I have to be quite confident with it then but um mm-hmm. yeah I like I definitely I'm thinking about now like the new range of what I want it to be and I have like a few things in mind but yeah I guess I don't, I'll go do like a few little tester shoots in between. Like we've got to mm-hmm. shoot in a couple of weeks. Who knows if we're even allowed to do it. We're meant mm. to do it. Um, and that's just to get more like content, but it's not around a whole range. But I did love doing that um, Coco Cabana one. But yeah, mm. I just, I don't know. I just guess I kind of come up. I don't know. Just kind of come up with it. Or like I do lots of little drawings yeah. and then um, pop them all in the computer and stuff and then, just yeah do really small cut of materials and see how it goes and then that's i just, cool. it's, and it's feedback from everyone else like if yeah. i can see something's working then i'll really run with it that's like why the daisies end up in six colors right now so
0: <laughs> <laughs> and i think you could add another six as well now yeah. i i love your photo shoots i love that you use different aged women different sizes different ethnic backgrounds uh, I just feel like you've sort of broken the fashion mold a bit. I think it's so great. Yeah.
1: Well, it really helped that my um, friend owns a 30 plus modeling agency. So she.
0: Oh, is, really?
1: Yeah. Okay, silver
0: cool. Fox,
1: um, silver Fox. She's in Sydney, but she also has part of the agency in Melbourne and stuff. So that's kind of when I heard her, speaking she was on like sunrise and stuff talking about the agency and you know breaking that norm of who the model should be i was like yeah i actually get so many messages and photos of like older women in my stuff and i may as well just use the more relevant content for them mm-hmm. um and it was really fun doing that also we're like i always if seriously if anyone has a cool grandma like send her my way because i really want to do another shoot again just getting cool pictures of, like, a whole heap of older women. Um, There's
0: loads of cool grandmas.
1: I know. Like, I love the grandma look. And I guess, like, um, Karen Walker and stuff had done it years ago and I loved all those shots. So they were a big inspo mm. on doing some of those shots. But I guess I never got, you know, I, I, I think I need, like, to do it again, just a new of And, like, really do it as more a dress-up thing, not, like, a wearable thing. yeah um and yeah then it was yeah it was really positive getting um using a whole heap of different people in the shoots and you know posting again on instagram and the feedback that came back
0: mm. from that was it's a really awesome. good message too
1: yeah and i've got such another good shoot idea which i'm happy to share because i would love anyone to like be in contact about it which is to have just when all this lockdown stops like it was meant to happen in july like a big open day of like you kind of subscribe to if you're going to rock up with your friends, bring a really cool outfit, we'll give you a pair of earrings, we'll pop you on a background and just get heaps of content of all different people.
0: I love that. So I'm,
1: I'm like, well, that's a great way of doing a shoot for a good price as well and then getting such a variation of people because they're also people that want to wear the product.
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I feel like that's like it's something else that's, again, good with shoots. You need the person to feel comfortable wearing the product or otherwise it just isn't going to work
0: yeah yeah do do you follow trends
1: um I don't know sometimes yes and sometimes no but uh yeah I guess so
0: Mm. you probably need to in a way but you've got your own aesthetic going on and
1: I kind of think of like trends more as like you know they're like clothing and um interiors or whatever and then the earrings or jewelry kind of just like are an addition like Mm. they don't need to be on trend i don't know as such you know i I, yeah kind of i i don't know that's
0: that's a good answer yeah what what gives you the most joy in your business
1: um i do love still doing the making and like coming up with new product ideas um Yeah. yeah and seeing it kind of come together once all my materials arrive and like having that day of like unpacking it all, which I can just imagine you with your Robert Gordon range coming out. Like oh, it all coming to life yeah. and it being there and you're like, yes, like great. That is definitely still a highlight. And shoots, like I guess that's kind of where like in other jobs and stuff I've done and that's what I have loved. You know, doing the photo shoots is another time consuming and tiring process but so great at the end because I love seeing the end result of things just looking fresh and fun and um yeah yeah those two things would be the real driver because if I know I've got a shoot ahead of me I'm like really motivated sometimes I get into a bit of a lull if I haven't got something in the foreseeable future happening that's fun um and it's it's just like uninspiring
0: Mm. so and what do you find most challenging
1: Oh my God. Accounting, money, everything.
0: <laughs> the boring stuff.
1: Literally anyone that ever asks, I'm like, like if I was to set up a business, like what would I do? I'm like get an accountant and like just do it properly because I went into this as like a sole trader and it just all stuffed up and then I couldn't pay myself. And then I ended up with this tax bill of like ridiculous amount of money and like just sort that stuff out from the start. Cause yeah. and still like I get my tax bill again. And I'm like, Oh my god, like how do I own money still? Like how many years behind us?
0: <laughs> I know. So
1: that that is my challenge. And yes. it's constantly just like a nightmare. It's like something that you lose sleep over because yeah, forever. I just I'll never understand it, I swear to God.
0: Yeah, but if you do if you keep doing what you're doing well, hopefully you won't have to worry about it too yeah, much. exactly. <laughs> That's what I try and think to myself because I rely on my accountant and my bookkeeper so much.
1: Yes. I love
0: them. I I really love the core business values that you've created for Imeldo. Um, and, and do you think it's something that other businesses should do as well? Have you found it really helpful?
1: Yeah. It, after, yes, rereading, it's great to like, always come back to something if you kind of um, you've gone off path a little bit yeah. or you don't kind of I feel like you brands go through these stages where they're kind of like especially if you're by yourself um, forget what's going on like or where you started or yeah where you're going or you need to do something it'll just kind of re-inspire you and like bring you back down to earth and just just remind yourself of like what your brand is, Mm. I guess. Um, And
0: what are, what are your values? What are the values?
1: All right. So there's free to be um, beautiful, everyday life, straight talk and an atmosphere of joy. So it's just like, it's very positive and um, I don't know, uplifting each other and I guess welcoming everyone. And I, that's how you like if we're going to go do a shoot or something like remember bringing that into mind what your values are like it'll help choose your talent and set the scene for the mood of the shoot and like once everyone's there on those shoot days they're always really fun whether we know each other or don't know each other and like yeah like just not much negativity in Mm. for
0: so yeah i think that's cool though that you can um it's kind of like a bit, you know, the more fluffy side of, not a fluffy side, but the, the nice side of a business plan, like your business objectives, but it's what yeah. you as a moral code want to.
1: Yeah, exactly. Purpose and is. it's like like being, you know, a small business that, I, that is growing, which I think then people forget that you are a small business when they they think that you're bigger than you are and you're like I'm not I'm still just a person behind this but um like it's you know be real and like remind people of that like I don't know I I'm allowed to still get annoyed or (laughs) pissed off when Mm. someone copies me or something like that and Mm. it's like yeah people are like don't take it to heart I'm like yeah but like I've still got to remind myself like in those values like I am like straight talk like be Real about it, like it's the truth. Like, what am I going to be like? Oh, it's a compliment. Well, it's not a compliment.
0: <laughs> I know. So, do you find that is that quite common? The copying? yeah, it is
1: quite common, and oh,
0: it's hard. yeah,
1: just there and like just with even graphics and stuff, all of it, just some of that copied, and you know, it that's again where you bring back those pillars and yeah. remind yourself of what your brand is, and because like it is good to share that you're annoyed and you don't just have to be like, we're just all happy days over here and meldo fluffy rainbows, pink sparkles. woo! Like it's all, you know, it's all part of it. So
0: I yeah. feel like your um, core business values though, and that joy really comes across in, even if you're not happy all the time, but I mean, a really, comes out of your business with everything that you do with your branding and your product and everything that you present and your yeah, newsletters.
1: The aim. So that's good that
0: you think that is <laughs> Yeah. And so you've got a small baby, an eight month eight month old. Yeah. Um like how are you managing it all?
1: Um again it's probably good that Cohen does the work that he does. Um because yes before that I would work so much and now I still can work heaps but we are sometimes a bit chips in the night like I'll go out the back to work and he'll be in here with Smith but um it's literally just like each day and each week at the moment and babysitting that helps <laughs> um but it is definitely more challenging trying to do new things or like at the moment, the studio is an absolute bomb. And I'm like, it's, it's just not on the priority list anymore. Like, that's mm. just fallen off there. And I used to love the studio it was all organised and beautiful at all times. And now I'm like, nah, don't have time to vacuum and mop. You just leave that all messy. So I guess I'm managing to, like, you know, get all the orders done. And having that four-week wake with wholesale at the moment still is saving me because... I don't have to, you know, rush and get that done instantly when orders come through for that. So, yeah, it's and it is time management, really. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to just watch this space in like six months. I don't know. (laughs) 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 Once I have a toddler, it will just be very different again.
0: Um, An evolving process. You've got it. You're right.
1: Exactly. But, like, that is just... If that is not toddler safe, that studio. We yeah. cannot have um, a toddler out there. There's just too many...
0: Edible items. Stuff. Yes. That's
1: going to be a no-go zone. So, yeah, we'll just, we'll just see. We'll see how it all pans out and mm. what the new normal becomes then. But it is, I guess, that's how I am managing best is probably with Cohen's work, just being yeah. at um, his home so much.
0: And so when this podcast comes out, you will have been a week into your Victorian lockdown of six weeks with yep. Corona. I, I've initially had a Corona message um, question on here, but I was like, I oh, was so sick of hearing about it, I think. But now it feels like it's so real again. And I think yeah. it could happen here in orange. Like I feel so sorry for you guys. Yeah How, um, how did you find it? How are you finding it? Um, did you have to pivot at all or is it because you're online um, is a little bit different?
1: Yeah, I think it actually was going so well during yeah. the first lockdown. There was no, no issues with it at all. Yeah. Like I was, I was doing as well as the year before kind of thing. So that's yeah. fine. Um, and I think that the message that, I was sending through and so many other ple- people were sending through. It was like supporting small businesses. Yeah. Um, I don't know. People were just, they were doing it. They were supporting small businesses. And so I got actually probably more wholesale orders come through for all my, because all my stores that I stock to are essentially small businesses as well. So I got so many wholesale orders come through and my price point is really low. Mm-hmm. And we always <laughs> just like, market that like you know earrings will always fit you and Mm. work that working from home look like with ear bling for your zoom calls and stuff so we oh
0: totally that's a good yeah that's really, yeah
1: like you can just be like slippers down below and (laughs)
0: like you've got on now yeah she's just Um, flicked up her uggies
1: (laughs) and yeah so it actually wasn't too bad and it was really like it was, it felt really the same for yeah. us because, yeah, Cohen does the work. He didn't have to stop work or anything, yeah. and he can't work from home. Um, I was as usual, and Smith was just not being babysat the first mm. time. So,
0: and I that, guess the bonus of this yeah. second wave is that it's just sort of you guys, it's not everyone, exactly. It's annoying, and but good. I,
1: I messaged my um, friend that does the digital marketing. I'm like, okay, we need to retarget the ads to like. Queensland and stuff now, we're not <laughs> going to focus on Melbourne because they're not going anywhere. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it should be again this time, fine this time around because the rest of Australia isn't in it. And I get so many orders Australia wide, like mm. it's not just yeah, Melbourne
0: and stuff. So that's um, good
1: Yeah, and I think it also was really good that people were doing um, heaps of gifting to friends or whatever through the business, which always helped me. So, mm. if they were going to go, send them a present they weren't going to buy something on some big retailer they just did it through me and we did all the cards to send with someone for free and all that as well so yeah it's actually been really fun and it yeah. gave okay. me the time to actually focus on like doing new things and like cleaning the website up and
0: yeah yeah so, so what so what does the future hold for meldo what are you still wanting to achieve
1: well, I have like a new little fun range that should hopefully happen that is not jewellery. Um,
0: oh. Yeah,
1: which I will not say because I feel like I'm going to jinx it.
0: Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you
1: off recording.
0: Okay, righto, yeah. <laughs>
1: um. Yeah, so hopefully that will happen this year. And I think as long as it's continually growing, that's all I want. Like, I just feel like, for me, the success of having a small business is if I can keep my, like a salary, an income, a weekly income through my own business whether you know, the business has gone exceptionally well or not exceptionally well. If I can still work for myself yeah. and pay myself, that's kind of all that matters.
0: Yeah.
1: Like I don't, I don't, I'm not looking at it trying to be like some billion dollar business, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, so yeah as long as I can keep doing that I'll always keep doing new ranges and like responding to what customers want and Mm. if it all if everyone just decides that they hate earrings all of a sudden which I kind of feel like they don't because there's always like that more like artsy market otherwise that love it and yeah I think then we'll question it but right now
0: Mm. I love love that it's just like building a life for yourself and enjoying it really yeah, exactly. challenging yourself a bit creatively and it's kind of the dream isn't
1: it yeah exactly like I would god I would love to have my own shop one day and it'd be like nice. an elbow store with like other brands incorporated but it's one of those things like everything that happens in my life I swear it just like one day I'll just like see something that I like like a Little store and I'll be like apply and then all of a sudden it'll happen and my account will kill me and I
0: think I can totally see that I just yeah
1: like I'm always like have my eyes open for one but um yeah I think like that's I don't know I think that's what will happen and I would like that to happen but not necessarily like on any plan in any rush like, just see how it all pans out. Like, I would have, I hate to do that right now with a baby and a... <laughs>
0: yeah. Often the worst time is when um, opportunities come your way, though.
1: Exactly. Which so,
0: is- but I feel like that will... I can totally envision an amazing Emeldo concept store. Yeah. Um, what, what advice would you give to someone who wanted to turn their hobby into a job?
1: Well other than the the accounting thing.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> really you really need to sort that out. Um I think yeah, like most people say, like you may as well just do it. There's yeah. no harm in trying to do it. A lot of people I've heard people say that like just quit your job and do it. I don't really recommend that. Like no. that's not ideal not gonna necessarily work but just like always have it in the background like you know get home from work and do your hobby that you want to turn into a job and slowly build it like it can't you can't make it happen instantly and I think that's again what a lot of people um think happened with the meldo I'm like no like I didn't even have a website it was going for a year without a website like I just had an office so like depends what you have but like go and get some stockers of your stuff and um even if it is just like Local stores and mm. they'll willingly take it, then great. And then just build it that way and respond to what customers want. I guess you need to hear your own feedback. So, yeah, if you're not, I don't know, if something's not working, I think you just got to take that on board.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I think that's the beauty of hearing, um, like people's story of their business because sometimes I guess we all look at the end product or the big store or the big online followers and you think that that's what you're up against but it's not really is it it's like that slow burn I love that advice it's It's good
1: yeah just slowly getting it all done and
0: be smart about it. not
1: investing too much money in anything like just do whatever you can yourself like don't try and pay people to do everything or see if People are always willing to do like little jobs for you for free. Like if you wanted a little logo or something, like just message a friend. (laughs) I don't know. Just stuff like that.
0: I love that. That's great advice. Okay. That brings us to the jumbled mix bag. Are you ready for your questions?
1: Yes. I love listening to the jumbled mix
0: bag. (laughs) Okay. What's the best piece of advice that someone has ever given you?
1: Right, so I'm not great with the advice. I'm not, because I'm also not great at taking on people's advice. <laughs> I really do what I want to do. But a really good quote, I don't know, something that yeah. someone said to me once was like, failure is your own perspective.
0: Oh, <laughs> Which yeah. I
1: was like, that is, is like advice, really, because if you think you're thinking of stuffing something up, or like, it can, and then that can apply to anything like
0: yeah, I I
1: mum life or like work life. What If you just don't think it's bad, then it's not bad. So, yeah. like, you know, like you do something bad with your child by accident, you know, like I, I don't know, accidentally gave him honey or something. You're not supposed to give him honey. Yeah. Like, we're, yeah. we're our
0: own worst enemy a little bit, aren't we, with the pressures that we place on ourselves. I love so that, if that you advice. If That's good. To
1: decide to not think it's bad, then it's not actually bad.
0: Totally. Or, it's a le- or Or <laughs> you learn from it.
1: Exactly. And so, like, if you just put it into your own perspective, I've now just been like, oh, yeah, it's not bad. It doesn't matter. Good. And if someone's judging you, then it's their own problem.
0: Totally. What's your dream project?
1: Oh, my God. Is Victoria's Secret even still a thing? I don't even know. But if it was.
0: <laughs> I don't know if they went into receivership during co- COVID. Okay, well, I'm not sure, but they'll probably yeah, come back.
1: And they still have those Victoria's Secret shows that everyone's really controversial because their models are too skinny or whatever. Yeah. But imagine doing, like, all the cool, massive, like, jewellery and stuff. for
0: Amazing. The show.
1: You know how they do, like, the, the not-as-sexy, like, cooler, all the colourful costume ones? That would be, like, a dream job
0: so good i do totally.
1: victoria's secret shows still whether (laughs) they hate it or not
0: okay fave color combination
1: of v pink and red but um yeah red red anything it's probably everyone thinks it's pink and i do love pink but i really love red like you're wearing
0: a very cool red scarf at the minute it's quite cool yeah now what would be your dream photo shoot location
1: um well i now I've been to Palm Springs twice, and i've I love loved palm Springs it. so actually doing a full shoot there would be epic. I took um when we were on holiday three years ago there um me and Kong were there, and the friend came with us as well. I took heaps of pieces with me, but we were away for three months at that time, so like it was just whatever was left, not tattered by the end of that, but you know doing a full blown shoot there would be so.
0: it's such an inspiration isn't it cool oh so
1: cool you can like there's nothing lame in past
0: and (laughs) it's it's exactly how you'd imagine it to be isn't it
1: yeah it feels so set back in the world I don't know it's so cool so yeah yeah, that would be a dream
0: who would you love to see wearing a pair of your earrings they can be dead or alive
1: (laughs) well my achievable goal (laughs) would be jenny brocky from insight because she
0: on yeah, abc yeah
1: <laughs> oh, right sbs
0: oh sbs <laughs> um
1: cool she's like older lady and she always has cool earrings on and i just don't know how to get in contact with her because i've stalked her on instagram and she did not have one so i need to find out how if
0: anyone knows her can you please <laughs> get in touch with emily
1: yeah or seriously um yeah, if you're the person that dresses her for SBS, let me know.
0: Oh, um, so good.
1: And then, oh, seriously, like, everyone, yeah, they're, be, they're really, like, out there, crazy, cool people. Who's, who's cool? I don't know, like, Beyonce or
0: something. Yeah. That's <laughs> really cool. Yes, yeah, someone. Um,
1: yeah, no, I, like, I appreciate everyone wearing them. So, yeah. Like,
0: That's cool. Do you make your bed in the morning?
1: No, Cohen makes the bed in the
0: morning. Oh, my God. Super husband. I
1: hate making the bed.
0: Same.
1: And I'm not good at making beds. Neither. Even when I was in that styling job, like, it was my worst nightmare. I can't do the pillows neatly. And, like, I also have, like, bad pillows. Like, I've got that orthopedic pillow.
0: Same.
1: Like, they don't look cool in pillowcases.
0: (laughs) No, I know. I love those. The foam. Yeah, Oh yeah. my god! I think we're like bed twins.
1: I just said orthopedic. That's so not the right word. Oh, but I knew
0: exactly what you.
1: A chiropractic.
0: Chiropractic. Yeah, yeah. yeah I knew exactly what you were talking about. Not
1: in that industry. Okay,
0: and if you weren't doing what you're doing now, what do you think you'd be doing?
1: Not midwifery either. So, <laughs> that. Um, I think I would possibly like if I was doing. Like kind of what I was already doing would probably still be like something to do with styling stuff but I don't know I was also like never super confident in that so that or I don't know again just I would love to just have a shop I've always wanted to have a shop like whether I had my own brand connected to that shop or not kind of like I I think
0: (laughs) you have to do it I think you've got to Look yeah, for a shop. Me too. All right,
1: Mark missed my account. Yes.
0: <laughs> you're like, hey, you're going to hate me. That's how I start all you, um, messages kind of- like that.
1: Yeah, so how do you feel about that?
0: Yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> I can see it happening for you. Oh, I can't wait to see what you're going to do in the future. Like, it's a big, bright future for you. And I love how you're kind of the accidental um, business girl who's just You're just doing it all so well. So, thank you so much for talking to us today and um, keep making amazing jewellery.
1: Awesome. Thanks so much
0: for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Woo! thank you so much for listening and sharing a glass of bubbles with us please subscribe if you want to hear more and share it with all your kick-ass businesswomen friends so until next time stay fabulous